Welcome back to the podcast. Beloved, this is indeed your brother, Big BJ, checking in. Today's conversation, we're just going to shoot the bubble. How about that, beloved? How about we just talk to the tribe, the camp, the village? Let's just shoot the bubble about what's trending, current events. Let's talk about the plan that is moving in motion of our open enemy, right? As he is currently selecting, we're talking about the so-called white man. He is currently selecting a new massa for black America. And our new massa is going to be the brown man, which is beloved, our firstborn. And he is demonstrating that today, right? It got to be a hard pill to swallow that black America as an enclave is going from a second class citizen to potentially a third class citizen. And if we're not careful, a fourth class citizen, right? And this just going to have to be the new norm. It's a hard pill to swallow. Just swallow the pill and move on because this is what it is. It's over for black America. Our firstborn is going to be heading up the country. And the most difficult part is bending our wheel to the wheel of our brown brothers and sisters and it's just what it is right because we didn't prepare ourselves for such a time it's a learning lesson we trusted the wrong people right they um they used us as a political football beloved and um I mean, it's it's unfortunate, man. We fought in all the wars. Um, damn it, man. You know, our forefathers fought in all the wars, man. And um, with the hopes of intention of one day taking over a country that we was a servant in, right? Because you know, many of us grew up in the biblical tradition and. We try to find parallels in stories, in religion, in allegory that we can connect with. And one of the stories that we were trying to connect with as a people was the story of Joseph. You know, being enslaved in the foreign land and one day rising up and taking control of that land. Um, but, you know, our plight is looking more like Joseph than we expected because what it looks like is that see there's rising to power a pharaoh that knew not joseph which is the uh brown brothers and sisters the firstborn and it looks like in the days to come it's going to get even tighter for black america right but it depends it depends on how fast that the devil dies out if he dies out quickly then 
it'll be no problem for original people to connect and come together and build and do great things. That'd be very, very easy. But as long as the scientific deceiver is here, is around, is lurking in the back, uh, the black man and brown man will not have the best relationship. And it's proven, right? Because that's part of the CIA's job is to make sure that black and brown people never get on the same page. I don't know if you know that or not, right? I, I do you one better. That's even part of the devil's nature to make sure that the black and brown man, the firstborn, don't get back together. That's part of his nature, right? This is why it's important, beloved, that our people study the Willie Lynch letter. You got to study it. Damn it, if you got time, memorize it. Because, see, the whole character of Willie Lynch didn't exist. He's not a historical figure. He's not real. It was never no plantation. All of that is just, it's allegory, beloved. The Willie Lynch story is put together to teach you and I about the nature of a trickster. The devil. It's to teach you about the so-called white man. His, his true nature of technology. So we say it on this wise, right? If you come to this podcast, we say it like this. Anytime you see a so-called white man ruling over original people, black, brown, red, yellow, he's not doing it just with righteousness. He's not, he's not, that's not how he rules. He's not doing it with equality. He's doing it with a trick. That's his culture. He comes from a culture of technology, which means he uses tricks, lies, and deceit to rule over the black and the brown and the red and the yellow peoples of the planet, right? Which means that our only salvation is separation. Because if we just be around our own, it's going to be division because it's the trick, right? So if you look at one of the first tricks, it was going to be with age and then with color. And then with the size of the plantation, which meaning I stay on the east side, you stay on the west side, you stay on the south side, you stay on the north side. Don't matter. Division is in that. You dig what I'm saying? That's the thing about the color. It's the shade. And we do that. We pick on each other. You know what I'm saying? With your old bright skin ass or your old dark skin ass or your old beige ass. You know, we. this is our people, our village. And I'm even guilty of that. You dig? I'm, I'm guilty of that. But you know, we're picking on each other, but not to his level. He wants to put the dark skin against the light skin on a whole, not no joking shit, on a whole nother level. Right? He want to put the young against the old on a whole nother level. And ultimately, he wants to put the male against the female on a whole nother level. That's why over 65% of the relationship talk that you hear original people is all beef it's all confrontational it's all challenging like you know what i'm saying but if you look in the back behind the curtain right <laughs> beloved you've been on this planet for hundreds of thousands of years. you got no problem with your woman but when he is in the picture you can have a problem with your woman the old and the young will have a problem the dark skin and the light skin is going to have a problem Some would say, well, Brother VJ, because his sister did, right? A sister said, V, when you're talking about Chicago, can't you just see, brother, that all the jobs 
that the migrants are taking is just the jobs that the black folks don't want, right? So I think it'd be a good conversation to examine what is the quote-unquote jobs that we do not want. Because to that point, I was saying, sister, you can't judge of what you see about the people in the first generation. Just because the black man don't have a plan and the black woman don't have a plan for 15, 20, and 25, 30, and 35 years down the line, it doesn't mean that the rest of the tribes of the planet execute that very same way. They don't. Just our people, the rest of them don't. They got a plan 50 years down the line. The Chinese got a plan as they go into Africa 15, 15, 20, 50 to 75 to 100 years down the line, right? Everybody got a plan. Not you. Our people learn to live day by day, by weekend by weekend, and this is why we end up in the pickles that we end up in. The landscape of Chicago is, um, man, it's a very interesting landscape. You dig what I'm saying? I have family from there. Um, and the way that they do things on the street level, it used to be real plain when you visit Chicago in the 80s and in the 90s. But I don't really know what them young folks is doing now. What we do know, though, beloved, is they got over 40 street gangs in Chicago, right? We know that the largest gangs is like the GDs and the Vice Lords. And then you got, well, let me back up a little bit because I don't want to say gangster disciples, right? Um, you know, our brother, elder, and chairman, Larry Hoover, has since took a step forward and now we have growth and development, right? So I just got to put that out there. You know, they're trying to get the old man home and we don't want to put nothing on names and organizations. We ain't doing that, right? They do have, though, the Latin Kings and the Latin Disciples. And you will find out that when it comes to street gangs and street organizations, that it's the ones at the top that they're linked to the the majority of crimes that happen in Chicago. Shattown in the Windy City, right? So there's a lot of politics in that. But I'm just gonna I'm just gonna freestyle. I'm gonna say some things. I'm okay with being corrected because I'm not from Chicago. You dig what I'm saying? Um I don't wanna act like I know the inner workings of Chicago politics from the streets to the business. We just having a conversation, right? The Latin Kings though just let me just think the Latin Kings and you got the Latin Eagles uh, I don't know if they cool with the SV boys or not uh, I don't know if they cool with the fours or not right we talking about the Eagles um, but I can see with this migrant situation uh, different communities forming and coming together what history have shown us, right? If we just looking at Chicago gangs, we got the Maniac Latin Disciples. You got the Spanish Four Corner Hustlers, right? These are Spanish brothers, uh, the firstborn. But going back to the point that I was going to make, what I say history have showed us is that 
whether it be New York, Florida, Texas, or California, even Illinois. Latin gangs join together when there's a certain type of tension. They always come together. Not the blacks. There's nothing that can happen that it make the blacks join together. It just doesn't work. It doesn't happen. For some reason, we can't figure it out. We can't get it. I don't care if it's the prisons of California or Texas or New York or Florida and now Illinois because there's going to be some new tensions with these migrants coming in. The Latins don't have no, not the Brown brother, no real worry because they always seem to come together. Not our people, right? I'm just thinking about organizations in general. You got the hobos, the imperial gangsters, the Spanish cobras. Now, when I used to visit Chicago, it's going way back. It was so kind of like clear cut. There's so many gangs and so many communities, but it was easy to figure out because how they used to do it back in the day is it was only like a five point star, a six point star in the dime. That's kind of like everything was revolving around that. And you can kind of tell, tell very easy because you can look at the hat. You dig? If they wore their hat one way to the left, is this, is this. If they wore their hat to the right, is that, you know. And then it all came about on stars. Now, I'm from the Midwest. I know what the stars mean, but we're going to keep it simple. You dig what I'm saying? All right. Then you had the diamonds, the four corner. So it's like it was very simple to figure out who was what and who was because, you know, my family from the south side. So you move around the city like it's not really it wasn't a difficult thing today, though. I don't know. You know, the way that these kids is <laughs> it's different in Chicago now. It is very different now. Right. It's no like, um, you know, you could come to Chicago, beloved. And Lord Gino was a street legend. You know what I'm saying? It was like. You know, the brother was bigger than life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, unfortunately, they got him like he's serving life in the beast. But the chairman, beloved, Larry Hoover, was bigger than life. And they also have him, right? They got the old man. He's locked up in the beast. Looks like he's not going to get out. So the kids is kind of like running. The young boys is running wow. It's, you know, it's very, very different today than in Chicago that I knew I'm gonna just say it that way right I say all that to say this it seems to be the ultimate plan coming from Capitol Hill to get black folks in the hills of North America in the territory that we call the United States a new master and that new master is going to be the brown man is that a good or bad thing ah, I can't really say because that's the firstborn and I can say it this way I'm gonna say it this way if the brown man is in charge and he's going to be, we see it. It's inevitable. Because the black man and woman have no families. We're addicted to single parent households and single parent people can't run no nation. It's just that just is keeping it plain. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to work. If the devil is still in the picture, it's going to be hell for our people. You dig what I'm saying? But if the devil is all the way in Hades then it'd be a beautiful thing for our people because original people don't have no problem being with each other only when the devil is around so the verdict is still out on that how we know that 
Illinois is being handed over to our Brown brothers along with the rest of the country is because we can see it. You know, Elijah taught us something and he didn't, he, I was, damn, he was right on that. I'm like, man, some things I read from a man that spoke from 1930 and it's almost a hundred years later. And just like he said it, it happens just like he said it, right? Whoever controls the farm controls the people. Did you hear that? Whoever controls the farming controls the people. Um, in order to build a nation, you have to build that very same nation on farming, on agriculture, uh, on husbandry, on land management. You just got to build a nation on that, right? When you see our brothers and sisters come into the country, you're talking about the firstborn, the brown man, right? When you see them come in, they got California already. They got Texas already. They got Florida already. They got New York. And in less than 10 years, they have Illinois because they're going to take over the farm. Now, let me ask you a question. Right. Let me ask you a question. Because let's just have a conversation about land management. Let's have a conversation about Illinois. How much money does the state of Illinois make annually from land management or farming or agriculture? Because we can use a lot of different terms. How much do you think they make every year? I give you a number, I tell you. The state of Illinois of land management makes $51 billion a year annually. Right? Because I know a lot of you out, you just thought you was going to all the moles out there. And the G's and Vice say, I'm going to get rich slanging dope and busting guns. And <laughs> No, the real power and wealth is in farming. Who controls the food supplies? Who controls the commodities? $51 billion every year. And when our brown brothers and sisters come into the country and they take over the farming, they're taking over the nation. While our people is trying to single parent their way through life, get a job at Old Charlie's, you know, get a job at McDonald's and Checkers and the plant and FedEx and UPS. All of that's cool. We got to make a living. If you don't control the farming, you don't control the state, you don't control the nation. So you got to be cool with being a third class and a fourth class citizen. You just got to be cool with it. Joe Biden told the whole world that he was going to hand the steering wheel, uh, the pilot seat, the captain seat over to migrants, to our brown brothers. He said it out of his own mouth. He was having an interview and, you know, this is a crafty devil, right? Because he's been in politics for over 40 years and, you know, he's very crafty, but he know how to speak in a way in which his people can hear him and receive him. This is Joe Biden we're talking about, Jim Crow Joe. Jim Crow Joe is talking and he says, he puts out an interesting fact. He says that, he said, you know, the white man population, the numbers are dropping. So he was like, the plan is to open up the borders and bring in 
a crazy, uh, just a crazy amount of South Americans into the country. Mexico, Central and South America just flood the whole country on migrants. An unrelenting stream of immigration, nonstop, nonstop. Folks like me who were Caucasian of European descent for the first time in 2017 will be in an absolute minority in the United States of America. Absolute minority. Fewer than 50% of the people in America from then and on will be white European stock. That's not a bad thing. That's a, that's a source of our strength. An unrelenting stream of immigration. Non-stop. Non-stop. Folks like me who were Caucasian of European descent for the first time in 2017 will be in an absolute minority in the United States of America. He was like, you know, in the next 40 years, this is Joe Biden talking. He's like, you know, in the next 40 years, he was like, you know, this would be a minority owned and ran country population wise. The so-called white man would be the minority. He said, but you know, that's our strength. Now, that's interesting how he closed it out. He left it open for the listener to determine what angle he was saying was the strength. Was the angle of allowing a lot of immigrants to come in, was that the strength? Or the fact that he's a so-called white man, is that the strength? In my estimate, beloved, he was talking about the latter. See, the fact that they're still white, that's the strength because they're tricksters. See, that goes back to their heart. In the way that they use the culture of technology, lies, tricks, and deceit. Well, they can just put black and brown people against each other, which they will. And this is something that they, it's all in a Willie Lynch letter. Man, they can play you by age. They can put the man against the woman. They can put the dark against the light. That's what's going to come down the pipe. So as our brothers and sisters is coming over from Central America, South America, I mean, it's clear that, um, the nation has been handed to them, right? We are witnessing Illinois being handed over to our brown brothers. We're watching it. Um, let me say it this way. Let me say it this way. You know, beloved, that the state of Illinois has 27 million acres of farmland, right? So let's just do the math, right? Because, you know, we had a teacher, you know, you learn this in student enrollment, right? You know, <laughs> you know, Brother Shabazz can teach you this on the corner of uh, Plymouth and Greenfield, right? You know, Muhammad can teach you this on Seven Mile and Greenfield, right? This is all in the West Side, right? <laughs> you know, if the law firm don't do nothing, you would know at least, you know, uh, so many lessons <laughs> after 120 this is the first time beloved that we heard a man we talking about lost files our people right describe the earth and the planet in square mileage okay um so let, let's just stop let's build on that we know that one square mile is 640 acres right we know that so when we go back to the lessons we know that the square mile of the planet earth is 196 million 940 thousand square miles 
We know that the land is 57,255,000 square miles. And we also know the water is 139,685,000 square miles. We are taught, beloved, that the original man, which is me and you, uses 23 million square miles. And we are taught that the colored man, which is that means the devil. You're not colored. That's something different. I had to break that down to you. Different story, different day. Uses 6 million square miles. Right now. Let's go back to the blueprint. We all know this is basic elementary teaching 101 that one square mile is 640 acres. Right. We just know that. So now let's look at the state of Illinois. Illinois is 55,499 square miles. That's the area of land and the area of water is 2,399 square miles, right? Which makes Illinois the 24th largest state in the union, right? The average size of a Illinois farm, we include in the hobby farms, is 375 acres, in which our people, it's really not in the business of that. There's less than 200 farmers in the whole state of We're talking about black farmers. So we can make an argument, beloved, that there's more dope boys. Let's, let's, let's talk about it now. We can make an easy argument that there are more dope boys in the entire state of Illinois than farmers. So how are you going to feed yourself? Because we know you got a lot of spiritual food. We get that because we already had a conversation maybe like last week and we pointed out the fact that just Chicago alone, not even the state of Illinois, just in Chicago alone have over 900 religious temples in the city limits. Not only that, the brothers and sisters that stepping in the name of love, right? Because this is step in the name of love, you know, <laughs> they have over 400 liquor stores. And the city limits Which the elders If you go back Our forefathers called liquor They didn't call liquor liquor They called liquor spirits So that means that You get a whole lot of Quote unquote spiritual food Who's making the natural food for you? The Asians The Koreans Now you got a new diet coming you're going to have a South American diet come to the city of Chicago. Where's your food at? Where's your grocery stores at? You, you don't have them. Many of you guys in which is on the way to heaven. Because <laughs> you know, you going up beyond, going up beyond. You, you, these niggas is going up yonder. <laughs> it's so bad now, you can't even save Chicago. So even when I talk to my own people, I'm like, well, there's a Hail Mary play that you can do, right? And the only Hail Mary play to do, because it's the bottom of the ninth, right? Or this is the fourth quarter, right? You can just go out there and say, hey, um, we're going to incorporate the south side of Chicago to its own city. I think that's a good play. Or you can say, you know what? We're going to incorporate the west side of Chicago to its own city. I think that's a good play. You just have to work your magic with the General Assembly and then make it happen, right? But if you do, 
make the south side your own city and you do make and incorporate the west side to its own city and you say fuck chicago and fuck the democrats and fuck brandon johnson then what are you going to be left with because that's not going to fix your problems you're not a farmer you're not a family person just having your own that's not gonna put your family back together you never practice putting your family back together you like kicking it you like going to the club you like unprotected sex you like spirits obviously because it's, you just like it like this so you embrace being at the bottom you're embracing it 51 billion dollars Illinois is flipping every year in land management in farming you don't want that brothers and sisters you want a trap house you in the studio right now you finna cook up your mixtape and you finna drop it on Monday <laughs> you, finna, you know what I mean and then when you're not consumed with trying to be the greatest entertainer on the planet you follow entertainers and they follow wicked liberals in which we're taught to call them Negro magicians because they just they with the tricksters they work in magic they work in you it's looking bleak beloved it's looking bleak Illinois is dedicated to grain dedicated to corn soybeans dedicated to beef products 22% of the farms in Illinois beef and I'm not talking about they just making dairy products because only 1% of the cows in the whole state is dedicated to dairy we talking about good ground beef we talking about Angus we talking about steak Oof. they getting money they only do 3% swine in Illinois but let's go back to the whole number 51 billion dollars annually we gonna trap we ain't gonna worry about it we gonna trap we gonna we're gonna wait to the studio right now to make that mixtape and we gonna get the tithing from the people we gonna we gonna play <laughs> you know you know Reverend Poach out and Deacon Chitlin you know what they playing up there while you playing that is over 2,500 food manufacturing companies in the state of Illinois and the Brown brother is finna take it over and I'm not mad at him. I ain't, well, I'm not gonna say I'm not mad at them. I'm not, I'm gonna say it this way. Uh, I'm not mad at, at our Venezuelan brothers. I'm not beloved because uh, in this instant, I wouldn't even make a good leader for Chicago because um I have a black book and in my mental black book there's certain nations as an enclave as a nation within a nation we kind of owe some nations in the, in the Americas and we kind of owe them a favor right because they looked out for us so now it's time for us to look out for them and when it comes to the Americas um, Venezuela made the cut you know, our Cuban brothers made the cut. Our Puerto Rican brothers and our Haitians and our Jamaican brothers, they made the cut. And in my estimate, these are just, you know, a small list of groups. And I feel like as black Americans, we owe them favors. 
because they looked out for our people when we needed the most. You don't know who really love you or look out for you until they do it when you're at the bottom. When our people were suffering through Hurricane Katrina, there's a lot of nations on this planet, but our brother Hugo stood up for us. The firstborn, our brother Hugo Chavez, he stood up for us. You know, our brothers and sisters were so impacted in New Orleans, that city lost a third of its population because they was the storm to everything up. And it was Hugo that came to the front and said that he was going to donate firefighters from his country. He was going to donate a medical staff from his country. He was going to donate a million dollars of aid from his country. He was also going to donate a unlimited supply of oil to help our people get back on their feet from his country. And you know who shut it down? Your government. Your government said you couldn't have those things. Nevertheless, though, I feel like we owe our brother a favor because he came to the front with the stuff. Your government in Capitol Hill said you can't have it. And this is part of your promise. Luxury money, good homes and friendships and all walks of life. You got a friend in Venezuela. But the government said, or your open enemy said, that can't be your friend. If you don't get help from us, there is no help. Ironically, they just did Puerto Ricans the same way when that hurricane hit Puerto Rico and there was African brothers trying to help Puerto Rico and the U.S. government said you can't help them. Right? I don't know. Maybe that's a different story for a different day. If your Venezuelan brothers need you, beloved, you got to be... Um, you got to be there for them now because they was there for you. That's just how I look at life. You don't have New York, black man and black woman in America without the aid of Puerto Ricans and Jamaicans. You don't even have New York. You don't. See, New Yorkers was just a city full of our brothers and sisters from North Carolina and South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. That's it. That's all New York City is. A bunch of folks from Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. That's it. And while you was there, right? They was fucking you good while you was there. You couldn't make no money. Especially entertainment. You really couldn't make nothing because you know why? The small hat took the money out your back pocket and the guinea took the money out your front pocket. No matter what you did, you a singer, good. The small hat took the money out the back pocket. Then he handed you over to the guinea. <laughs> the guineas mobbed you out the money in your front pocket. You had nothing to go with. You a singer, you a basketball player, you a baseball player. You love, you know, you want to get on the Dodgers because the Dodgers was in New York City at the time. You know, you want to play for any of these New York teams. You want to be a boxer. You know, you want to be a prize fighter. Great. The small hat, the hook nose took the money out your back pocket. We talk about in Jaime Town, New York City. The Jaime took the money out your back pocket. And then he put you out the door and again he took the money out your front pocket. You had nothing. It wasn't until the Puerto Ricans and the Jamaicans got there and shut that shit down. So you owe them now. You didn't you didn't fight for your own independence. You didn't fight, you didn't put no revolutionary acts on in New York City. Man, them crackers were slapping you around for decades up there. 
But you know what? Them Puerto Rican niggas and the Jamaicans, they wasn't scared to go to jail, bro. They wasn't like you. <laughs> Bumble Club. Who, what, 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 my man? Who can test me, man? <laughs> Got their roster. Freed you, nigga. <laughs> they freed you. They wasn't scared to go to jail. Man, ask your uncle them who was running the jails up there. <laughs> Axel was running the shit. Man, them Jamaicans was cracking heads up there, left and right, freeing you. Freeing your boxes. Don't let, don't think that, uh, you know, peace be upon them. Don't think Muhammad Ali just joined the Nation of Islam. I mean, it's a, it was a good transition, don't get me wrong. He received a new culture. He got the knowledge of self, God, and devil. But it was some protection that came with that, too. Now, they're just one boxer. The rest of the boxers... The small hats took it out the back. I'm explaining to you again. The small hats took it out the back pocket. The guineas took it out the front pocket. It was the Puerto Ricans and the Jamaicans that stopped that shit, bro. You don't think you owe them for that? You don't think you owe the Cubans for making you away in Florida? <laughs> you don't think you owe the Haitians? You owe them. They did you a favor. You owe them a favor. I know Tariq she be only telling you some, yeah, man, you know, FBA, and I'm with all of that. I'm cool, but man, you owe these folks a favor, brother. You owe them a favor. I don't know if you know this, right? Because the way the cracker tell you history, he kind of, it's interesting how he even tell you history. You know, beloved, you don't even have Louisiana without the Haitians. You know that, right? I know you don't know Castro is your brother, so it'll take me a long time to explain that to you. You know, though, when it comes to Louisiana, right? You're talking about state of Louisiana, right? You you won't even have that state if the Haitians didn't deliver it to you. You, you know that, right? <laughs> I know you went better. How silly would it look for Chicago residents to turn their back on a Haitian? Well, it was the Haitians that founded Chicago in the first place. See, I know they don't tell you this kind of stuff. I know you don't know. That's why I'm here. I'm going to tell you. It was the Haitians that found Chicago. So how could you turn them away? It's not going to work. Now, I'm not saying, you know, make friends with everybody. But I will say this is why I will not make a good political leader over Chicago. Because I'm like, well, you kind of owe some kind of people. Now, if you're saying fuck all of the people that come from South America, I'm like, I'm with it. If you say fuck all the people from South America or Central America, I should say, you know, I'm like, I'm with it. When you say, well, it's Venezuela, I'm like, mm, not them. <laughs> They looked out for you. Damn, you gotta owe. You gotta. Don't you think you owe some people some favors? If you say the Haitians, I'm saying mm, not them. <laughs> if you say the Jamaicans, I'm saying well, not them. <laughs> you say let's turn the Puerto Ricans and Cubans away. I'm saying well, not them. <laughs> the rest we can turn away. Hell, if we went to Africa, you know, more Gaddafi was your brother. We can turn a lot of Africans coming over here away. Not Libyans. <laughs> Not from the countryside. Not the one with Gaddafi. You can't turn them away. Now, the Semitic Arabs that took over and shitted on the people, yeah, you can turn them away. Not the ones that were Gaddafi. Uh-uh. You can, uh-uh. That's your brother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look out for you. He was trying to um, put billions of dollars with a B. We're talking about Gaddafi. He's be a point. He's no longer here. He was trying to put billions of dollars on a certain black leader, and your government blocked that because they knew 
that he could build an entire community up. See, they don't want you to have friends all around the world. See, your master, so-called white man, have chosen you to be third place and fourth place citizens here. And he wanted just like that. And he's not going to let nobody help you get out of that. You strategically put at the bottom. Because you can have friendships, which is part of the promise. You can have friendships in all walks of life. He's not going to let you have those friendships in all walks of life. So we're going to sit back and watch this thing play out. It's unfortunate. But our people got a new master. And it's what it is. They're bringing in thousands upon thousands upon thousands of migrants into the country and farming have an interesting twist you know what that twist is technology can't hurt it see that is the only industry if you really kind of think about it all the other industries that's in place they can take a hit through technology not farming the most uh labor intensive work that must be done technology makes it easier to do in farming it don't make it harder it makes it easier the, the labor intensive part but because there's so much land and you know we're not really taught to focus on the square mileage of nothing they just kind of we don't we're not taught to focus on anything really we just walk around we have no goal we have no aims uh so we just can't wait to get to the club have these out-of-body experiences on the weekend and we go back to some job monday through friday you know what i'm saying but whoever controls the farm controls the nation. Technology, though, it doesn't hurt farming. It grows it. This is why your new masters, our brown brothers and sisters, coming in to be your boss. Now, who is your leader, teacher, and guide that is among you to teach you how to handle this? Nobody. So, the way they did it in the ancient world is they made peace treaties to build the union you know what the peace treaty was back in the day marriage black women if there's ever was a time <laughs> we ain't trying to sell you out i'm just saying <laughs> you if you need a husband as bad as you think that you need a husband <laughs> the way that we had to keep these these folks foot off our neck because if, if the devil's around they foot gonna be on our neck too we may need you to marry so many to cause a level of peace between us and them. And then many of our brothers, which will have absolutely no problem, going to have to date a little bit more of our Latin American sisters to make peace in the future. Because the original peace treaties was not paper. Right? When you see people with paper peace treaties, those are people that's not, that's like devils. They're not really fertile, weak bones, weak blood, weak body. They're not genetically strong. So they, they had to put the peace treaty on a piece of paper. When you see the original people, the black, the brown, the red, and the yellow, they made treaties. They passed daughters back and forth from one tribe because tribe just means family. It's not a fancy word. If you are Jones or you are Davis, or you a Smith, you belong to the Jones tribe, the Davis tribe, the Smith tribe, even though the name is one thing, but that's the tribe, that's the family. How they used to do it back in the ancient of days is they would pass the daughters between other tribes or other families. And they had passed sons and daughters back and forth and married them off. 
that made the two tribes one they made a family and then they continued there so how the devil tried to get you out of that he took you out of the tribe dynamic and put you in the race dynamic because there's no family in race you, you dig what i'm saying so what he did was created like a um uh what do they call that like an apartheid system where he put the darker at the bottom so nobody wants to be black because black is the third and fourth class. everybody can see that on the planet that black is the third and fourth class citizen in this country and everybody that was lighter was can maneuver around a little bit better you dig what i'm saying so because he playing the race game and not the tribe game then you know you get what you get but once he's out the picture, I have no worries or concern that black and brown relationships will go back to normal because they will. It will that black and brown thing will eventually go away. Black is not real anyway. It's just a racial construct. It's a classification that when the devil is gone off the scene, everything will go back to tribes, which is families. And once this period, this person marry this person, and that person marry that person. It'll all be one union, one family, and we'll live in peace and harmony. But that won't happen until the devil leave. Until then, we would just have to enjoy our place as fourth class citizens because we set ourselves up for this reality. All we can do is learn from it and go forward. But until then, beloved, this is what it is, and we leave it there. Peace and black power to you, family. Beloved, we thank you guys so much for listening. Beloved, we thank you guys for hanging out. This is indeed Real Black Conscious Form Podcast. It's your brother V, man. I'm going to get it with you guys later. Peace. Thanks for listening. Remember to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Google, Anchor, Spotify and Facebook. Also, don't forget to like, share, and comment on the podcast. Your opinion of what you just heard is important to the platform. So yes, beloved, your comments are the engine and fuel to the machine. Stay blessed and have a powerful day.